Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Now is the right time to bring back Padres Social Hour as we await the start of the regular season. Friar Faithful, get ready to sit back, relax, and join the conversation. Now, coming to you from everyone's homes around San Diego and beyond, it's Padres Social Hour with your host, Jesse Agler. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Padres Social Hour, the season finale. Why, you may ask, because summer camp officially gets underway tomorrow as the Padres and the rest of the other 29 Major League teams will work out and uh, try and get themselves as physically and mentally ready as possible for the 2020 season that opens up July 23 slash July 24. So this is it. We've had some fun doing Social Hour the last couple of months. This is the 60th show that we have done uh we'll do some thank yous later on but uh, right off the bat big thank you to everybody who has uh, watched and joined us throughout the last couple of months including of course our co-hosts and in fact today uh we have uh, the two guys with us who have been paired together more than any others uh in the last uh, several months with this show uh the voices of the san diego padres on fox sports san diego don orsillo and mark grant uh hi guys how how are you donnie i'm doing well how are you guys doing i'm doing great i mean i'm I'm going to try to get through this show without getting emotional. I mean, <laughs> choked up. Yeah. I, don't start, Don. <laughs> it's sad. I know. Don't but start. we're going to see each other real soon and we're going to have real baseball, which when? is, I think, really exciting. Uh, either 23rd or oh, okay. 24th, All one right. of those two days, we're going to have right. real baseball and you and I are going to be together again. That's great. Uh, six feet apart, social yeah, distance. More than six. I've I've requested more than six. <laughs> what do you want, like 10? 10 yeah, or like 12. I'm, I'm going to double up just to make sure. <laughs> You're worried about droplets. Yes. That's fine. That's fine. they travel in the air. And you and your spray say on that side of the booth. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. I know we did on Friar Friday last week, but for, from the broadcast standpoint, I've been kind of amazed how interested people have been in this. Um, but the way it's going to be set up uh, in terms of where we'll all be in our booths and also what's going to happen for the road games. Uh, Donnie, what do you think uh, from your perspective and, and your job? You're, you're one of the best who does this. What's going to be the, the biggest difference, you think, the biggest adjustment? The road games are going to be the toughest thing, I think, for me. Um, I'm not a big monitor guy. Uh, and, and it's funny because there are a lot of play-by-play TV guys uh, are. Uh, you know, I've talked to uh, quite a few of our colleagues who, you know, who do games. And they're somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 70-30 monitor. Uh, you know, most of them are 60-40-ish monitor. 
I'm not. I'm like 90-10 field. Um, and it's just because of the 10 years of radio that I did in the minor leagues where monitors weren't available. So that's how I sort of learned uh, was to do the games as they were in front of me live. And, you know, in the minor leagues, you don't have that possibility. So uh, I took it with me to TV in the big leagues. And this is my 20th, uh, will be my 20th season in the major leagues. And I'm about 90-10, I would say, field to, to monitor. I go to the monitor uh, for some pitches and, and always for replays and graphics and things along those lines. Lines. But as a play-by-play guy, when you're looking down on the field, the, there's a couple things you can't see in the monitor just because it's not in the shot. Uh, the first thing is you know, that comes to mind is when there's a guy at first base, you got to know how big his lead is and when he's taken off. Uh, the bullpen, who's up? You know, uh, there are a series of things that you cannot see. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. Now, that said, um, we have done quite a few of these virtual sim games, and they've actually helped me get ready for this because it's only been what we see on the TV uh, for us. So I, I think that's actually going to help i think the eight games that we did uh, Mm -hmm. will help but i for me the toughest thing is going to be doing the games that way because it's so much different from what we have normally done and what i've normally done for the last 20 odd years don makes a great point and you know it's unbelievable because luigi asked me the same question via messenger today how i'm going to adjust to the games i'm just opposite of don i'm like 90 10 yeah. I watch monitor because I want to see the pitch, what the pitch is doing, yep. and where the pitch is ending up. I want to see the reaction of the hitter, which gives you a great view from the number four camera, which is center field. But Don makes a good point. Who's up in the bullpen? What's happening? There could be something happening in the dugout. Maybe the manager could be talking to somebody after an inning, going over a scouting report. That's the nice stuff that we get to see when we're at home, and sometimes the camera doesn't catch it. Uh, sometimes Defensive it's, uh, alignment is a big thing for me. You know, I mean, you look alignment. down and you see how guys are cheating. Even when the pitch is on the way in, mm-hmm. I'm able to see a right fielder start moving in that direction because he knows what the pitch is going to be, and he's predicting where the ball is going to go. All of that is stuff that I'm seeing with the naked eye, not on the monitor. So uh, I guess that's my point. I am, uh, I am fully expecting myself, Don, more than once, those first few road games, to, like, look out onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> expect to sure. see something and see nothing he's <laughs> <laughs> a light yeah, i feel like a real idiot exactly but, uh, well yeah. i think don made the point last time because we've talked with some people and what's going to be helpful is we're going to have a big monitor with the high home camera set the whole time correct don Yes and no. Uh, from some of the things I've learned, that, in fact, uh, I was talking today to our director, Zach, who is setting up the booth uh, as to where you're going to be, where I'm going to be, and and uh, how the booth is going to be set up. As you said, we're going to be distanced mm-hmm. um, along with our stage manager and stats people are going to be also separately on both sides of the booth. Now, we have a very unique situation uh, in that we have room for both of us to kind of have our own booths, even though we're in the same booth, just because we yeah. have two open windows. There's a lot of places across major league baseball in fact most where they're they're not going to be able to social distance just because every booth is different and most of them are much smaller than what we're working with so uh we're very fortunate in that regard the one issue we have from the road is uh the monitor we have now we are going to be provided that that those options of seeing the field in real time uh, provided by major league baseball to our booth the problem is what we are broadcasting uh from is the uh satellite shot that is coming to us that is going out to the fans. Now, as you know, Mud, there's like a second, second and a half delay. So Correct. if we were to go off the uh, high home view, we would be about a second and a half behind uh, the call, unfortunately. So it, it's going to be more, unfortunately, relying on the monitor that is provided to us through our truck, through satellite that they're getting from the Major League feed. Okay. That's my understanding can, so far. 
You should still be able to cheat a little bit, like before a pitch. Yeah. You know, it'll just help. Look at the shift, that kind don't, of stuff. Don't get me wrong. It'll that that will yeah. definitely help because you'll be able to see it. Uh, but it, actually, relying on just that one, which I was really hoping mm-hmm. for, because that's our view, which is that high home view looking down onto the field. So I was hoping for that one. My understanding is we'll be a little bit off on that. Okay. Well, the, we'll adjust, the, but. What's that? We'll adjust. Yeah, the great ones adjust. Um, the only time I did a game off a monitor was from the uh, the Channel 4 days, and I've mentioned this before, when the Padres went to Beijing and played the Dodgers, I believe it was. And we did a game just in – it was their directors and their cameras. So we didn't even have talk back to anybody to say, hey, can you give us this? Or what's the next shot? It was just random. So we just basically watched TV and went off the TV. Ground ball to short, throw in the first, line drive, left field line, fair, foul, whatever. It was a challenge. But I think we're going to have more cameras and the more communication, which is going to help. I'm just glad we're playing. You know, I mean, yeah. to me, that that's the biggest thing. I mean, I don't care how it works out. I mean, that's I was thinking about during the entire negotiation, the whole process was, you know, whatever. If, if it's all off TV, you know, the, I mean, there's a lot. There are some teams that are not doing home games from their ballpark because they don't have that availability in their mm-hmm. booth that we do. Uh, so we're fortunate that we're going to at least have the home games at home in our booth. If yeah. they have them on the road, that's even great, too. So, I mean, we, we, we actually it worked out very well for us. How's yeah, radio going to work, Jess? What's that? How's radio going to work? Yeah, similar you know, thing. Obviously, Ted and I are going to be in separate booths, but next to one another. Uh, we'll be able to look at each other through like a glass partition, so we'll be able to make eye contact. Oh, Jesse! Awesome. Jesse! <laughs> Jesse! Ah, <laughs> oh, what's the count? Ah, oh, two one. <laughs> two and two. Two and two. Uh, two, and two. Uh, so, you know, that, that'll be good, but we'll have like our own space, you know, which I, I think will be kind of interesting. Uh, and then like you guys uh, on the road, we won't have the issue with that delay. We'll be able to just call it off the huge monitor, obviously, because, you know, you're, you're only doing radio and not television. So, um, yeah, it'll be different. It'll be weird. But like, hey, everything is different and weird in 2020. So lean into it. Have some fun with it. You guys, yeah. by the way, and I, and I always feel awkward complimenting you because you're friends and colleagues, but you you two are as uh, well prepared to handle something like this as, as any broadcast team in baseball. Um, just the way you guys talk to each other, the way you, you handle a ball game, even a blowout. I mean, it, it, it lends itself to this kind of thing better than like what most people are comfortable doing. Um, so I, I think the difference for a viewer on Fox sports, San Diego this year, when you guys are working together is going to be very minimal, uh, even though it's going to be a, a big you know challenge for you guys, Don, especially calling the plays. But um, I, I, I think it'll be great television. It'll be plenty of this basically is what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, thanks, Jesse, first of all. But second of all, I think, you know, it's two guys having a baseball discussion. And I think that's where uh, that's what we do. So, I mean, I don't think a lot. And we're not going to miss anything. All the big stuff we'll get. But there's going to be other stuff going on, too. Uh, I think baseball lends itself to that. I mean, there's certainly a, a great amount of dead time. And we try to fill that up or eat it up, depending upon which one of us you're talking about. <laughs> it is. Uh, is it a I, I believe I saw that it's a kind of a BYO S situation. Bring yes. on snacks. Uh, Mud, how are you? How are you preparing to handle? You know, not having a full spread available to you every single night. Uh, no that, ice cream that, machine. That's a good question because you guys know that I'm. You, you put anything in front of me, I'm pretty much going to eat it. Um, I and I, I learned something from Don last year. He brought his dinner each and every night. He would prepare it the night before, put it in his like, you know, little lunchbox, uh, his evil Knievel lunchbox, and with his thermos. <laughs> And he would, you know, bring his food and reheat it. So I learned something from Don. I might have to go that route. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we could always load up on snacks and you know, like 
in bulk and throw them in, you know, keep them in our booth too. What yeah. I'm worried about is a microwave still in the booth <laughs> that I bought last year. That's one thing I'm concerned about that it's uh, Did you expense away, it? it's gone. Uh, no, I actually paid for my own money because it was my own problem. I mean, I remember I was bringing my own food, so right. I, I bought. I went ahead and bought it, put it up there. I just don't know if it's still there. We haven't been there in so long. I'm hopeful. It was, right. well, hopefully, nobody lifted the microwave you know out of the TV booth. <laughs> it was. Well, that's what I, who knows? Stuff was, walks out of there. Stuff does leave. It was so cute last year with Don and his lunchbox. He would walk in there and he, <laughs> he'd have his name and address pinned to his shirt with his telephone number, <laughs> so he didn't forget. And you know, in case you had to call home. I like the, the guy who has every media guide with his name mud <laughs> on the side of it labeled like he's in kindergarten. His yeah, mom yeah, yeah. did it for him just in case yeah. somebody else touches his media guide. I wish oh, I had no, one. No, that's mine. I See, wish I had one around here to show you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beautiful. Oh, that's All right. So that's the uh, the broadcast situation. The baseball situation is uh, these guys have been working out, but I think it officially kind of like gets kicking tomorrow. Uh, and uh, then it's just sort of spring training without most of the games. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Padres social media team will have you very well covered, even with no social hour, obviously, uh, up until the games begin on the 23rd or the 24th. There was also roster news today. Uh, the Bravik Valera era has, oh boy, I like saying that. The Bravik Valera <laughs> era has come to a close in San Diego. Uh, Padres claimed him off waivers from the Blue Jays, like the day pitchers and catchers reported. Uh, today, the Blue Jays claimed him right back. Uh, so Valera was one of those uh, many infielders in camp with the Padres. Uh, Mud, when you, when you look back at the Valera era, what do you what do, what do you think about here in 2020? He was a Yankee, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think of Jan Sawyer. Here's Bravik Valera. Ooh, I wonder what his home run call. Um, uh, what would Bravik? Uh, oh, Bravik calling havoc in the home run <laughs> for John Sterling. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, Valera appeared in 10 games in spring training, went one for 11 back to Toronto. So he's, uh, he's a blue Jay again. That's the the big news. Uh, speaking of the Jays though, by the way, they did get an exemption today, Donnie, from the Canadian government to be able to train in Toronto. Obviously that is a far more complicated situation than what everybody is dealing with here in the U S and is this does not mean they will necessarily be able to play their games there. That's a separate thing they have to acquire from the government. Um, but at least for the moment, they will now be able to train there, but it'll be really interesting in terms of crossing an international border, all these teams going to Toronto or maybe not here in this season. Right. And the Canadian policy, the thing that they're really having problems with as far as the regular season goes and when the games start is a situation where right now, if you're a a non-Canadian citizen coming in, you have to quarantine for two weeks. That's not going to work in a three-game series when you get there on a Thursday night for a Friday, (laughs) Saturday, Sunday. So that's a big problem still. But they weren't even, you know, as of a week ago, going to be able to have a summer camp in Toronto at the Rogers Center. Now they can. So that that's big. Uh, the other options, though, for them that they were looking at Dunedin, their spring training home. Not great right now. What, 10,000 new cases in Florida uh, as of today, which is huge. That's a big problem there. Uh, plus, their spring training complex, not one of the better ones in the uh, Florida in Grapefruit League in Florida. Uh, so that's not great. The other option they were looking at about a 90 minute bus situation to Buffalo. You have a stadium there that as far as AAA goes back in the day, there was talk that Buffalo may be part uh, of Major League Baseball at some point. They were hoping to do so. So they built this really nice AAA stadium. It's got two decks. Uh, it, it's pretty impressive. They, they mm-hmm. could play their games there, their home games there. It's a possibility. It's really the closest possibility from a good venue or a facility that could handle Major League Baseball. I think it's a great idea that teams get to train 
at their own venue. I, I just think it's something psychological to where, you know, Peoria is great. Uh, I love spring training, but don't get me wrong. But in this situation to where players can, you know, it, you play in the environment you're going to play during the regular season. I think that's a huge advantage, especially for pitchers. They know that uh, they're going to get in that mindset pitching in the bullpen. They get to go to uh, the mound in the game. Um, so I, I just like that whole idea of being at home at Petco for the Padres being the place where they're going to play, obviously, during the season. I like that. A lot of people have asked questions uh, along these lines. In, in terms of spring training 2.0, summer camp, as MLB is calling it, um, there, there's only going to be a maximum three games against another team, and maybe none. Uh, there will be teams, yeah. it sounds like, who do not play exhibition games against other teams before opening day. It's mostly workouts, inter-squad games, that kind of thing. Um, we don't know the, the Padres situation yet in terms of if they're going to play exhibitions at the end of it. We don't even have the Padres schedule yet for the regular season, uh, expecting to get that next week. So, um, you know, keep an eye out. Padres social media will, will cover this thing, I'm, I'm sure, front to back. There are Tier 2 personnel on the Padres social media uh, squad, so they'll be able to get to the ballpark and have some access and that kind of thing. But um, it, it's not going to be a, a traditional situation in terms of, of spring training. And then, of course, guys, once the season begins, no fans. Um, that'll be interesting. There was a, a really neat story, I guess, uh, New York Times today about the German Bundesliga, the soccer league, and they've been playing since May uh, without fans. And the early returns on the data basically indicate the home field advantage is gone. Uh, without fans there. And they looked at everything from like the number of shots that the home teams were taking to the calls that they got from the referees. Obviously it's a relatively small sample size, but I I guess it's mud to me, not the most surprising thing in the world that a lot of those advantages have not showed up without fans in the crowd. You know, think about it. We've talked about this many times about the roar of the crowd getting you psyched up. And there might be a situation where let's say there's fans and it's a packed house and you might do something just be, and I know realize people or players, a lot of guys have tunnel vision and they're locked in, but you know, some players do hear the crowd. They want to make the crowd maybe even more excited and maybe take a shot or do something that's out of the ordinary just because at that certain time they want to get everybody riled up to where there's no fans. Maybe you're a little bit more cerebral and you're thinking about more technically about the situation, but I could see that to where the, especially a home team to where you want to maybe take a little bit of a risk maybe and do something because you know, the fans are behind you and you might want to ignite the fans even more because you make a certain play. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. And I, I think, you know, I, I'll be curious to see how much it changes the games, you know, and we've talked about it before about the adrenaline level that players get from their home crowds or even their road crowds when people are on them. Uh, there are several players. I mean, I think Amanda Machado goes into a lot of places and gets booed just because uh, he's a superstar. And that's <laughs> the way it works. You boo the other team superstar. But I think that drives them, too. So, I mean, and that's going to be gone. So that part of it being on the road and having people uh, boo you and heckle you and whatever else uh, is not going to be part of it. It's going to be different, uh, and it's going to be different for all of us, the way we do our jobs, the way they do their jobs. Uh, I'm not sure this worked. Uh, I, I, I saw today that the Dodgers had uh, crowd sound that they were piping in during their batting practice today just to have crowd sound, and it sounded pretty good to me, you know, and yeah. I'm curious to see how many teams do that because I, I think that would make a difference. You know, if they had a mixer, perhaps, mix crowd sound like uh, a crowd would react to a home run, have that mix. The ball's headed out. It's going to be a home run. It is a home run. You have that crowd sound available. Uh, it would certainly help us a lot. I know that. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea. And I know there was uh, talk about it like reverberating or echoing and stuff. I mean, we, you know, we get to the ballpark early enough to where they play some music and stuff like that. I, I don't think it really should 
I don't know. I'm not a sound expert by any means, but no. I, I'd rather hear something than nothing. You're not I a agree. mixer? You don't mix? I'm not, uh, no. Dave Marcus no, can do that. Called, <laughs> we should have called Dave Marcus. Yeah. He could have answered of all of our questions. Yeah. yeah. Let me just bring you up a little bit here, Don. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Could you raise me and bring you down? Is that possible? Could you like bring you down? <laughs> yeah. More. I need more of me. Yeah. More of me. Donnie always said. Much less mud. Much less mud. Let, let's just go way down on mud. Um, you, you, yeah, it, it, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of things we're going to learn about the game, I think, without fans there and umpires are going to have to, uh, they're gonna have to turn their antennae down a little bit, I think, because they're going to be able to hear everything that comes yeah. their way and yeah. uh, probably much more so than they do on a normal night. And, uh, you hope that they don't react to, to all of it because you it, it might not be different. It's just going to sound different. You know, so could we, which is the other thing. I mean, we're yeah. going to hear what they're saying to the umpires too, just from the, the, what the mics that are out by us, you know, we'll probably be able to hear it. And I think, uh, and listening to Gary Thorne and those announcers who did the uh, Orioles White Sox game in uh, Baltimore, <laughs> uh, it wasn't, it wasn't eyewash. It was a real thing that they could hear, you know, everything conversations on the field and the players could hear them doing the broadcast because yeah. there was no sound. So I, that's, that's it. I mean, you're closer in some places than others. Obviously we're not that close here. Camden yards are very close. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a thing. Would, we're going to hear a lot more than we usually do. Let's you know, put it that way. You know what I was been thinking about guys? And I'll probably do this. Let's say at home game, bad call. Brutal. <laughs> oh, I hope you get thrown out. Well, yeah, I know. So good. I know. You got but, ejected in the middle of a yeah, game. Yeah, can Joe you West imagine the out. umpire looking up to the booth? I want Joe West to turn around, point at you, and It'll go. Probably be Angel Hernandez. Here. It'll See probably be later. Angel Hernandez. Whoever you got, just out. You're gone. See ya. Um, I, I can I can see Teddy getting on some umpire, you know, on a ball <laughs> yeah. and strike situation, and just horrible the guy out. Oh, yeah. it would be amazing. Yeah. Can you imagine the umpire just time, time, calls time. <laughs> hey, you're, you're three, boy. Out of here. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> you could be like, Pack oh, it was him. Stuff. It was him. Everybody just points to mud. Bobby. We can get big signs made, too, in case the umpires look up to the booth and says, it was him with an arrow. Uh, yeah, I don't want him turning around. And if he does, I will make it quite clear who it was who said that. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Uh, so it'll be uh, it'll be different, I guess, is what we're saying with these games. Uh, hopefully, get underway on the 23rd and the 24th of this month. It is July, so that's coming up. It's July 4th weekend. How about unbelievable. that? Unbelievable, unbelievable. It's weird. Um, and you know what? Uh, it's yeah. very appropriate. I was going to tweet something on this on Saturday, but I'm a big Chicago fan. Uh, the, the band I Chicago. I think you have Sarah. a, a and, or something. <laughs> and uh, and the song Saturday in the Park is going to ring true this Saturday. Saturday in the park. I think it was the fourth of July. Huh. You just get a yeah. delivery there? I did. Food? It's for, it's for no, it's for towards the end of the show. Oh, oh. Yeah. Is there enough for everyone? Uh yeah. If you want to make the way out to the double wide, more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it is the last it is the last social hour. Uh we got real actual baseball coming up, which is good. Uh so that means this is our last check of the KBO sadness report. Oh. Uh, Wiz. Uh, but we have uh, good news to pass along on, on this final day that it's the KBO gladness report uh, because our KT Wiz took two out of three from the LG Twins. Uh, they had that uh, extra inning win two nights ago and last night a 4-3 win in 10. Uh, so they win the series against uh, the fourth place team. They are now only four and a half games out of a playoff spot. So they are looking to make moves. 
And Mel Rojas Jr., by the way, is like a legit leading MVP candidate right now. Uh, so we've got, we, you know what, maybe guys, I don't know, on your telecast, once these games start, we could dedicate like a half inning to the Wiz every night. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, I mean, now that the social hour is over, uh, this stint of it, will you continue to keep up and, and, and watch? No. Your fandom's over. How many games have you watched, Jess? How many times have you woken up at three? Was it three in the morning or something? Uh, usually two, uh, two thirty is most of the games. Have not you not watched bad. them? Not live. No. Oh, but you, no. Can, you stream them the next morning and you can watch highlights, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. But I have a grand total of zero in terms of waking up and watching them live. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite player? Uh, Despagne, obviously. Oh, okay. Um, among the so Rojas and Despagne, but two two of their three foreign guys. But the first baseman in terms of Korean kids, uh, Gung Bak Ho, I think is his name, and uh, he's the rookie of the year two years ago. A little bit of a down year last year. He's been awesome uh, this year as well. So uh, he's one of those guys, though. Is another thing to keep an eye on when these games start. He missed some time with a muscle strain. Um, you saw a lot of that the first month in this KBO season, because again, it was just like a different, that spring training 2.0 is, is a little bit weird. So mm-hmm. that's something to just, again, keep in mind. And, and the crazy thing, I guess, guys, Don, like in a 60 game season, you missed right. 10 days on the IL. That's a huge that's the thing. Chunk. It, it's like the equivalent of, I mean, I'm trying to think of what the equivalent would be. I mean, almost you know, 30 games. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you can't. First of all, you got to worry about COVID, which is the number one thing you're worried about as far as that spreading and getting around. But just from an injury standpoint and the reduced spring training here in this restart, uh, you know, everybody goes on the IL. You're right. It's it, it, it's huge, and you wonder. You know, I, I think about how many guys does it take before a team is all of a sudden so undermanned uh, that you're in a situation where it's just not fair. You know, competitive balance here is, is not fair. If you, you know, it depends who it is. You know, you have like five of your stars, five of your regulars who are out of the lineup because of either COVID or injury. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's going to be, I mean, we're, we're going to see stuff this year, not only from the game and the game changes, but things like that that we have never seen before and will likely never see again. How about the guys opting out? There's going to be yeah. That's out. another factor. You yeah, know, you, you got the IL, you got the CL, and you got the OO. Opt out. Uh, Tyson yeah. Ross opted out today. I saw uh, yeah. he's a free agent, uh, so he's sort of uh, you know in a little bit of a different situation than than everybody else. But now he and his brother and their dad's a doctor. So you got you had the two brothers with a mm-hmm. physician father, and they're saying you know what we're <laughs> going to pass on 2020. I feel like that's a pretty good warning sign, maybe for some of these other guys. Father knows best. Yeah, what could be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all kinds of uh, nuttiness. All right. Uh, big night tomorrow on Fox Sports San Diego uh, season preview show 2.0 uh, with Mike, Pom- Mike Pomerantz, Mark Sweeney, everybody. And then coming up after that, uh, Spotlight Manny Machado. Uh, Padres and Fox Sports San Diego people worked really, really hard on this thing over the winter. They went down to Miami. Uh, it's the first in a series. Uh, they got really some incredible access to Manny. Uh, Don, I know you, you narrated this thing. You provided the voice. Uh, behind it. So you've gotten a little bit of a, a preview more than most of us when it comes to this show. Uh, from what I've seen, it looks uh, like it's some really incredible access to Manny. It's really cool. Uh, you know, Manny, during the course of his career, when he was in Baltimore and briefly, of course, with L.A., uh, has been pretty private in uh, the course of his major league career. And a lot of players are, you know, I mean, you, you you work so much and you have so many games that you really don't let a lot of people in. And I don't think there's a lot of people that knew Manny before this. Uh, certainly didn't get to see him in his home setting around his friends, around his his wife. You know, I mean, they didn't have that opportunity before. And, and this time he allowed him in. And it was really cool. We got to see a different side of Manny. 
uh, what he likes to do away from the ballpark, what his offseason looks like, what he likes to do at home, uh, his pets. Uh, we, we learned so much, and, and I thought it was really cool. I thought it was very well done, and uh, I, I feel like I know Manny a lot better now having watched this uh, than I did watching him all last year. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the, the complete show together. But it, it's definitely uh, access that no one's ever had of Manny Machado. Hey Donnie, uh, Jesse, do you think that we're going to find out that and, and you know a lot of a lot of fans and and I was a fan a long time ago and then you know you, you play baseball and you, you get to know these guys you find out they're regular human beings but I think that's nice that people realize that you know Manny Machado probably is just a regular guy just like everybody else he's just blessed with the talent that Gold Glove talent and uh, can hit a baseball and uh, plays the game so well on both sides of the ball that but when you get right down to it I think shows like this it makes fans realize that hey you know what. He, he's got everyday issues just like I do. And uh, he's got family issues and he's a human being. And, and uh, you know, the old adage, you know, he puts his pants on the same way I do. Uh, maybe, maybe he doesn't, I don't know. Stay tuned for the show. But the bottom <laughs> line is I think he's just a regular guy, just like all of us. And I think that's what we're going to find out. Right. We see how, a lot. Uh, we don't, exactly we don't do actually see pants that. On, What's that? How, how exactly do you put your pants on? Um, let's see. I'm trying to sit on the bed and kind of left leg first. Oh, that's a good question. I think you jump into no, I <laughs> yeah, from the third story. <laughs> I yeah. think you jump into your pants. Well, I don't think you're a left leg, right leg. This, I think everything happens at the same time. You just jump right well, in. Well, 40 ways to get into those 32s, you got to jump from like the second right. third floor. No, you probably that's what you lie down on the bed for is to be able to get them on. And <laughs> yeah. Off. yeah. I think I, I think I'm right through. You can't do it freely. It's I uh, think I'm right leg first, left leg, right, left. Yeah. yeah. We see a lot of stuff in this uh Manny spotlight. We do not see his pants. Okay. So, sorry. We'll have to ask him then when we see him. We'll yeah, have to ask yeah, him yeah. his pants yeah. on and compare it to how Mud puts his pants on. A lot of access. Your, your but... shirt, when, you, when you wear a dress shirt, do you button up or down? Up. Two down. Start up, go down. Yeah, I go I up go to up down. down yeah. 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 You know, you know. I just talked to him on the phone today. This was an issue we talked many, many times because after a game, I was in the clubhouse. It was getaway day. And he starts buttoning his shirt from bottom. Darren Balsley. I'm like, Balls, what are you doing? He goes, I'm buttoning up my shirt. I go, why do you go all the way down? You start up here and go down. He goes, nope, it's button up your shirt, not button down your shirt. I go, okay, whatever. He's right. I mean, the, the saying is yeah. button up your shirt. You're right. Yeah. Well, the other thing Mud does, polo shirt, you do this. Yeah, I like yes. to button the top button. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost it's like just wearing – Yeah, it's, it's almost – you know, that's just like wearing a shirt I got on, Jesse. You look like you just – you're standing is in that, line for recess at, uh, at school. <laughs> is that because of your chest moss is unruly and you're trying to hide no, it? No, I've is got that, no chest moss, no. Uh, uh, he's smooth as a baby's bottom, uh, don't you worry about it. I thought it was because of your chest moss. I always thought it was no, the reason. I always thought because no. you had like the little – Like Frank Viola? The wind would blow and you go in. I like it when Daddy does this. <laughs> That's so funny. Unruly chest moss. I thought that's why you always had a button at the top. I didn't know. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, why do you have a button to the top? I just I just like the look. I, it just looks more buttoned up. <laughs> okay. uh, so as we've said, this is the the last one of these, and clearly we're not out of material. Sixty uh, shows. Sixty shows. Uh, we started it, I think, right around when opening day would have been. It was uh, basically pandemic, no baseball programming, trying to supply a little bit of normalcy to everybody. Uh, I have not seen this, but apparently they, they put together a best of. 
Uh, I don't know how much good stuff there was, but they yeah. put together a best of it. Might be 30 seconds long. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, Nikki, Cole, Shannon, everybody behind the scenes who's done an incredible amount of work on the show. Uh, here you go. A look back at, at what we've done these last couple months. And obviously, these are unusual times. And so we thought with everybody truly cooped up at home, we would try and do something for you guys, the fans, just to help pass the time. Uh, just, you know, for, for everybody right now who's like really, really missing baseball, can you give us like a leading off to shortstop number 23, Fernando Tatis Jr., just like so we can all kind of close our eyes and, and pretend we're, we're at Petco on opening day? Sure. Thank you. Leading off the bottom of the first for the Padres, the shortstop number 23, Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> it's kind of weird, bro, and uh, it feels weird for everybody. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh, that's something else for us to look forward to. That's a long list right now. Thanks to the forward to seeing you back on the field and seeing what happens. How is life these days for all-star closer Kirby Yates? It's kind of a normal, I guess, stay-at-home dad right now. But on the flip side of that, getting to spend some extra time with the family is, uh, you know, it's very, very... Uh, I guess I'm making memories that, you know, you'll remember. But we've been talking a lot about shaving and beards on this show because a lot of people are letting it go. You win, man. That's that's the best beard we've seen so far. <laughs> well, I, I put the time in. I left uh, spring training on the 12th, I think, 11th, 12th. Um, and I haven't touched it since, obviously. I got a lot of pockets. Uh, like everyone, it's a mix between super frustrated and if you have kids, um, liking your kids less and less every day and then being really grateful that we're not in the hospital on a ventilator so i think somewhere in along that spectrum that's a it's a pretty good synopsis uh, nice and brief and accurate i think the way uh, a lot of us are feeling certainly <laughs> this is not the matrix behind me right now this is actually uh you know this is not a i can't grab the wu-tang record right here no it's it's really not real. So I have a question for you. I was wondering why there's a pumpkin in the background. That's a very fair question. Uh, so like my workspace office, bad connection. My wife's office, where I happen to be sitting, excellent connection. So I've been in here. Um, so this is all her stuff for the most part, except our kid. Uh, for whatever reason, after Halloween, he stuck his pumpkin baskets uh, in her office. We continued to use the candy for several months to bribe him to do things. Uh, and they've just sort of always been there. So I figured, eh. We'll stick with it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, we're all guilty of eating candy, you know, Halloween candy come, uh, you know, four or five months later. It looks very familiar. <laughs> there, nice. <laughs> now, am I in every room or just that one? <laughs> Picture of you in every room. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Yesterday, guys, we are adopting a Korean team. Uh, here on Padre Social Hour. Uh, it's going to be KT Wiz. Uh, one, I like the name. Uh, two, Odrisa Mer de Spagne is uh, on that team. So everybody, hop on board the KT Wiz bandwagon. What, what size are you? Well, I'm, I'd, I'd be an eight. All right. You got one in the mail coming up, buddy. You'll have one next week. man. You, you just got to know the right guy, Jesse. <laughs> That's all it is. I, I love it. Care of all sporting goods I like that hat, man. I like that. That's <laughs> awesome. Excited because every week lately, uh, when we've had Bob on, he's wearing some cool piece of gear. For the bad news bears, 
got number uh, number three going with Kelly Lee because we all got to be rebels right now, right? The, uh, there it is, the Wiz hat. I mean, that's kind of the main takeaway today, I think, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool rocks it. I think the Wiz hat is, is the real deal. You know, if we get nothing else from this whole time. The Wiz hat is what does it for us. <laughs> We're gonna offer him that hand anywhere to go. I am. I love it. I love it. It's like nothing. It's, it's, it's eyewash. First of all, this guy's got a whacked out thumb, first of all. I mean, that's, <laughs> he, either put, he either tore a ligament from the bone and it's swelling up. He needs to see a doctor quickly. Eyewash is not going to help. Yeah, eyewash is not going to help. And, this is, uh, I, I got to say, man, like this is in some weird way exactly what I needed. <laughs> yep. This is the kind of content people came for. There you go. Look back at the last uh, 59 shows of Padres Social Hour. I watched probably uh, Don and Mud. Uh, that was probably my favorite day on this show. We just talked for like 30 consecutive minutes about I watched. <laughs> it was pretty good. You know, that the, the I watched itself in that cartoon character it looks pretty thick i mean it's like like yogurt yes. almost it's very viscous yeah yeah it is that's a good word jesse and what he's knotted up and his other eye his other eye should be squinting and like he's in pain that's not a wash how about landon donovan just saying you're liking your kids less yes, and less less every day, and less every day. <laughs> i thought he was gonna say something about you know the the extra family time and then but he didn't really go that way. <laughs> he went fully honest. I appreciate that in a big way. I do. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, so anyway, all right. I hope you guys uh, all enjoyed uh, a little bit of a look back. We got we got thank yous. We'll start. I think with the uh, all the co-hosts. Uh, obviously, you two uh, every Thursday uh, throughout this thing has been something for me to look forward to, uh, and has made the Thursday shows always fun, always easy from my standpoint. So thank you both uh, very very much, uh, Don and Mud, dynamic duo. Uh, who else? I think we got we got cards here. There you go. Uh, Orsillo, Grant, Scans, uh, excellent job every time. Coming prepared. Randy, there is nobody like him. Uh, <laughs> Annie, wonderful to have on the show every time. Brady Phelps, little fan perspective. Ben Higgins uh, brought some uh, seriousness to the proceedings, which we appreciate. Cassavel, great info. Uh, and William Center, uh, one of the uh, OGs of the old school social hour. Uh, it was good to have Bill on at the beginning of this thing as well. So thank you uh, to all of the co-hosts. We got guests, I think, next. Uh, this is is 81 names, I believe. I'm not going to wow. read them all. We can we can cycle right through this. Um, but a big, big thank you to all 81 people who took time out of their days uh, to come on and visit us. Some of these names are much more familiar than others, but everybody contributed in a in a very real way. Uh, Courage Kundal, who who works on our social media team, he broke this thing down like we're talking about baseball stats. Um, and he says the two guest club, uh, the guys and gals who came on more than once, very. Very uh, small knit group of people. Uh, Jace Tingler, uh, Craig Stammen, Mike Palmer, and Scott Miller, Kevin Acey, and from the Blood Bank, Claudine Van Ganka. Uh, so thank you to everybody who came on once and twice. Uh, Nikki did the lion's share of getting these folks wrangled to come on this show. Uh, so a big thank you to Nikki, to Shannon, to Cole, to Courage, and everybody else, Kevin Dodge, who, who worked behind the scenes on this thing. A lot of people. Uh, doing a lot of work and uh, it wouldn't have happened without any of them. So thank you uh, to all those guys. Also our sponsors, um, you know, they're, they're obviously one of the reasons we were able to keep this thing going. Uh, Petco and Budweiser in particular, Mudcat, I, I heard you had a prop. Is that right? Oh, Budweiser. Oh, hey, cocktails. <laughs> this Bud's for you. During these tough times, people staying at home, thank you for sponsoring Social Hour. 
giving Padre fans and baseball fans a little bit of getaway from life while you have a social sparkler. <laughs> this butt's for you, <laughs> King of Beers. I didn't know Jesse. I had no idea. Yeah. We were doing this. Nobody uh, shared the information. You're not on the group text or the Budweiser. No. <laughs> Let me check. Must have no. Nobody. Sorry. Nothing. Mud got I, the message. I got nothing. I got something. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh. So we cheers to that. Thanks to Budweiser. Um, Thanks. And Petco. That's Petco. that's what we got, guys. I guess uh, the next time we'll be seeing your faces and hearing your voices uh, will be, I would guess, on opening day. Maybe an exhibition game. I don't know. Uh, we'll see if there, there are any and if they're going to be on TV and or radio. But uh, at the very least, we know it'll be opening day. Uh, Don, Mud, you know, final, final words to the Friar Faithful before we uh, shut this thing down for now. Well, I'm just excited. You know, I'm really looking forward to it. I just hope, fingers crossed, everybody gets through this summer camp uh, okay and the game gets through the summer camp okay and, you know, ready to go good enough that uh, guys don't get hurt out of the gate and guys don't get sick, more importantly. And I, I think that's the thing I'm hoping for is that we do get to that July 23rd date and we do play baseball and we get a little bit of normalcy. Uh, that will go a long way, I think, for everybody. And baseball does it again. You know, to me, it, it, the, this country has leaned on baseball over the course of time and history, time in, time out, uh, to really put normalcy back together again. And I think baseball can do it again. I'm just hopeful that it happens. Yeah, I echo what Don says. And you just said what I was going to say. You know, usually during rough times in our country, people have had baseball to, to lean on, but that hasn't been the case. So health, first and foremost for everybody. I hope everybody remains healthy out there. When we get back to work, the players, everybody's safe. And just have fun with it and appreciate everybody watching because we know how much baseball means to the fans. It means to Jesse and Don and I as well. So uh, I just can't wait to, to, to get back to work and uh, give the Padre faithful, Friar faithful what they want, baseball. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo what you guys said about the, the health of everybody involved, uh, obviously all the fans in, in our community here, uh, but everybody who's going to be, you know, putting a, a lot on the line to travel mm -hmm. and entertain and keep people employed, all the players, the coaches, the staff, the tier one and tier two people, we've been saying, uh, they're putting a lot into it and, and best wishes to them for a healthy 2020 and beyond in, in every possible way. Um, I, I'm with you. That's that's the main thing I think about. After that, just very excited to get back to work and be able to bring Padre baseball uh, to to these fans. Yeah, Mike. I just say one more thing, and Jesse, you mentioned, but I just want the viewers to know, and we say this at the end of the season on Fox Sports San Diego, but it is truly the people behind the scenes that that enable Don and I and Jesse to do this, and I I don't want it to go unnoticed how the hard work, like Nikki and everybody, encourage and and Shannon and uh, Ray Donovan. Um, uh, Cole does to, to, and if I'm missing anybody, I apologize. Who did I miss, Jesse? Anybody? Uh, that's kind of the, the core crew, yeah. Kevin. I know but, it's helped uh, Brendan, yeah. Kevin, Neto. that's right. Is it Brandon Neto, he's been helping, yeah. But anyway, it's it's people behind the scenes that really make it come together. So I thank you all very much, sincerely. Absolutely, this is crazy. I had not thought about this, even though we just said it 30 times. 60 social hours is gonna be a 60 game season. That's pretty crazy. Ah, uh, wow. I'll drink to that. Good pull. 
Hadn't even thought about it. Muddle drink to that. Uh, all right, so that's it uh, for Padre Social. We got some credits. We're going to roll and to thank all those people formally. Uh, but again, thank you to all the fans uh, for joining us on this little journey. We hope we've been able to make your day, uh, your evening a, a little brighter. Uh, and uh, that's it. That's all we were trying to do. So have a good night, everybody. Stay safe. Wear your masks, for goodness sakes. And uh, we will see you or uh, hear from us or you'll hear from us uh, come opening day, uh, hopefully very, very soon. Good night, everybody, and thank you.